Hey, hey, Cherry Go Lightly here. Welcome to a brand new chapter of Still I Rise. Many of you have been with me since the very beginning. I want to say thank you, and I love you all. Thank you guys for all the support and all the love. It's been two years, and we made it. If you've listened to my previous episodes, you know my story and you know my deal. I'm a single mom with two boys who has overcome narcissistic abuse. The new version of myself has emerged, and I'm excited to share my journey of self-love and self-rediscovery with you all in hopes that I may inspire and or empower those who may need an extra push for motivation or those that are in a rut. I am here to help you regain your confidence and take back your power so you can just grab your water or tea, your favorite drink, and let's talk. I can't wait to share this new chapter with you. Good evening, my friends. I know that I've been away for quite some time. I truly needed to take a break and just once again take everything in and gather my thoughts. I wish I could tell you guys that this journey gets easier and easier. It does. However, there's always those new challenges that we have to face. And unfortunately, it never gets, um, (laughs) you know, I think that challenges are inevitable. You know, we're never going to have a perfect life. And once we've come to that type of acceptance, then, you know, it does get easier. But let's get a quick word in from our sponsors and I will return in just one moment. Hello, welcome back. It's actually Saturday night. It's about 1041 p.m. I have to say that I was attempting to record an episode about a week ago or early on this week, but I actually decided not to publish it um, for several reasons. Number one, I don't know who listens to my podcast. And um, number two, you know, as far as that goes, I just, it really shouldn't matter. But I also had to come into terms that I was actually very heated at that moment and you know I really needed to take my thoughts in and just uh, organize them before I you know even should have published or not published but recorded something but I will say that sometimes even those things that I have not published at least they were pretty therapeutic at that moment where I just needed to get something out. And sometimes when it comes down to venting, it's not always the best thing to do, you know, because sometimes you say things that you don't mean. And, you know, it's just really bad energy, uh, you know. And I'm learning how to... Be very careful when I vent these days because it's not only draining for the other person, but you also have to take into account the state of mind that you are dragging yourself into, um, the type of energy that you are bringing into your space and your headspace. So, you know, when you do vent, sometimes you might unleash more negative energy and it's not good for you. Um, So I had to sleep on it and I really had to pull out more of the positive thoughts. And I'm not talking about the false positive 
you know, um, nature. I'm talking about, you know, really trying to understand that, you know, or accept that certain things that happen to me are not necessarily my fault. And what I mean by that, uh, for those of you who um, are just tuning in now, and this is probably your first episode or one of your first episodes, as I mentioned in my previous I don't think I have it in this one, um, but on the intro, I talk about surviving narcissistic abuse. When it comes down to narcissistic abuse, it's a whole different beast. Um, it's not like someone was just mean to you and you are sensitive and you can't take it. When it comes down to being abused by a narcissist, You are literally, excuse my language, but there's that term that they use. It's mind fucked. Well, sometimes, you know, it's, that could be a positive thing or can it, can it not? Um, So it's worse than that, I think. When you're abused by a narcissist, I literally believe that you were, it's like an assault. So you're not mind you know, your mind rate, you feel violated. And, you know, for those who have experienced this type of abuse, you know what I'm talking about. And it's hard to, it's so hard to explain this. And for those that have been with me through the beginning of this podcast, you know what it, you know, you've seen how and heard how I've dealt with this uh, firsthand. Certain things where I'm like, okay, going back and forth, wondering, is it me? Or, you know, the whole gaslighting thing can really do a number on your thoughts. But what I've come to realize is lately, since I've been on this journey, it's been, I've been dealing with with it a whole lot better. Am I 100% recovered to where it doesn't affect me? Absolutely not. Especially if this is somebody that you, you know, are supposed to be close with. Somebody that you're supposed to trust. Somebody that's supposed to be nurturing. This is where it can be very, uh, just heartbreaking. You know, I've mentioned before that I have endured narcissistic abuse not only with my ex-husband but you know certain parts of my family there's a lot of gaslighting there's a lot of manipulation and things like that Um, I don't really care to go too much into detail but it can it's so hard it's so hard because you know as you know, if you're experiencing something like this, where you're already going through a divorce, or you're trying to heal in general, and you have people that are supposed to be supportive of you, they're just not. And if you're already a codependent person, and you're prone to getting sucked into that, well, you know, I'm sorry, but here's the thing, you know, And please, I'm not by any means anybody licensed. So as a quick disclaimer, I'm not a therapist. 
I'm not a psychoanalyst, so I cannot diagnose. I cannot, you know, this is just, as I've mentioned, you know, some friendly advice that I'm passing on, you know, for myself to you. If you are going through or if you've grown up in a family with narcissistic parents or siblings or uncles or aunts, I'm sorry, babies, but unfortunately, you're going to be suckered into an intimate relationship with somebody that's a narcissist. The probability of it is high unless you recognize narcissistic traits before you get into those relationships but usually that does not happen unfortunately and you know it takes years to break out of it and it's just it's unfortunate and even with myself you know I've noticed the signs now of narcissistic traits Um, and I've managed to get away from you know, that pattern as far as, you know, um, with dating. Because my boyfriend now, actually, I, you know, I don't see any of that. We give each other our space. It's a very healthy relationship. You know, um, the great thing about the relationship I have now is we respect one another. There is no manipulation. There is no, you know, on either side. Um, you know, and that's the sad thing when you are with a narcissist and it becomes so toxic, sometimes you start mirroring some of those behaviors, um, because it's all, you know, and sometimes you just have to, you know, it's hard to admit that you pick up on those traits and you start behaving like them, but You know, it's like if you're able to see that and, you know, really be committed in finding yourself again, then, you know, there's still hope. But one of the other things, too, because for me, as I mentioned, I was surrounded by that growing up and then in my married life. And till this day, as a 36-year-old woman, I still go through that. There are certain things that I wish I had. I wish I had the support um, as I'm healing and it's, it's hard. I hope you guys understand. I really cannot go into full detail because like I said, I don't know who listens to this and you know, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing anybody. The main intent of this episode today is to really talk about how to deal with this, you know, versus me venting about what happened. And I cannot promise that I will not vent to you guys about certain things that go on in my life, but I'm trying my best to not load these things on you guys. My intent here is to help bring you guys to a much more sunnier side if you will the lighter side the more cheerful side and just helping you guys make the best of what's going on you know as I was um 
let's just say today was not a good day for me. Actually, this week started off, or last week rather, started off not so great. Um, well, it didn't, it did not like trickle throughout my entire week because I don't let these things linger. Um, but I will tell you guys this, after going through what I've gone through and knowing who has genuinely have my, have, I can't talk, knowing who has genuinely have, who's actually had my back, you know, um, and that's just as hurtful where you think that these people are going to have your back, but they really don't have your back. They'll turn around and say and do something else. Um, and it's gotten to the point for me where I no longer call them out on it. You know, it's basically just kind of for my, you know, for my knowledge and, you know, um, I just keep that in my back pocket and I know because these days my intention is to protect myself. And to protect my well-being and my inner peace. Because without that, I cannot take good, ch- good care of my children. I know that. And I tell my kids that all the time. Like sometimes, like I told you, um, if I know that I'm actually going through or I'm recognizing early symptoms of depression, I start doing things that I know is going to help. Like whether it's organizing or getting, preparing for the week because... I know that, you know, if the week is going to get overwhelming, I'm trying to prevent myself from, I'm doing myself that favor and preventing myself from getting overwhelmed, you know, and feeling good because I prepared something ahead of time, if that makes any type of sense, uh, you know, and uh, so anyways, um, an incident happened uh, last week and you know, it was with a family member. And um, we'll just say it involved my children's father. And he, yet again, um, I'm not trying to bash, but he has found himself to be in another situation, which at this point, it's not really one of those, oh my God, we're shocked situations. This has become a norm for him. And the three of us, me and my two sons, have already come into acceptance that this is how he chooses to live his life. There isn't anything that we can do. Um, you know, and to just kind of give you guys an idea, I still have people telling me, well, actually, this wasn't told to me, it was told to my children that their father is going down this route because I am not giving him a chance. Now, I don't really have to say much after that, nor do I have to explain how ridiculous that sounds or that is. Because you and I know, and anybody else that has a healthy mental... (laughs) or mindset that we cannot control anybody's actions. 
that's similar to saying, okay, well, the child will behave or the toddler will behave if you just give him what he wants. It doesn't work that way. You know, and frankly, I am so just tired of hearing about it. It makes me sick to my stomach. You know, and it also is very upsetting that this person would tell my children that and make them feel horrible. My children have been through enough. And I have accepted that till this day, I'm still having the fingers being pointed at me. And at this point... I don't really care who thinks I'm at fault. I'm not right, nor am I wrong. But actions prove everything. And that's all I have to say. I'm not in jail. I'm not stealing cars. I'm not on drugs. I have had, excuse my language, a shitty time in my life. People saw me growing up as a picture-perfect, you know, upbringing. It was up until I was in high school, but I endured a lot. I witnessed a lot. I witnessed a very unhealthy marriage. I witnessed so much toxicity in a marriage growing up. And... Seeing all of this also played a part of why I became flawed growing up as, you know, in my 20s. Because I thought that was normal. I didn't know who I was. Because I was in, I guess you could say, either a culture or whether, I'm not sure what to call it anymore. But I was being in a sense, pushed into becoming something that I, you know, wasn't. I felt like I had to live my life for somebody else or to somebody else's expectations. And I felt like, okay, you have a life, but it's not yours and you cannot live it how you want to live it. You are not entitled to be happy oh but you're entitled to be happy but you are going to be happy according to my standards and what I want trust me you'll be happy if I tell if you do what I say because I know everything and I know what's best you know with all due respect I love this person I love this person dearly even though I know for a fact that to some degree deep down inside this person probably hates me this person does a lot for me but at the end of the day, it's, it makes me wonder if there's already, you know, I mean, it's just, I, I cannot explain what it is. And because of that, I have to stay guarded with this, with this particular person. And it doesn't matter, I'm going to tell you guys this, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who it is, nobody has the right 
to treat you like crap. Nobody has the right to yell at you for no reason. Nobody has the right to put you down. Nobody has the right to tell you that you're not good enough. It's bullshit. If you know you're not harming anybody, and you know, let me tell you something. It's been two years. Actually, tomorrow is going to be two years since my ex-husband was, this, was served with divorce papers. And I will tell you guys, I am not the same person that I was two years ago. And I'll be honest, I don't even like the person that I was two years ago. I'm, I wasn't an angel. I wasn't perfect. I probably did things that were not so great. But, and I'm not going to sit here and say that it was all because of this and that. I needed to take myself out of there and I needed to grow as a person. And trust me, there was a lot of suffering that I had to endure before I got to the level that I'm at right now. It still hurts sometimes. There are times where I still break down. Not because I break down because of the lack of support that I, I have with the people that, you know, you would think would be there. But I've also, even though it hurts, I've accepted it. I don't wish the worst on these people. I'd still come around them, but I'm very careful of how I come around. Whenever I'm around, I can tell that I stick out like a sore thumb. You know, I can tell that it's not genuine. Um, how, how the interactions are and things like that, I can tell that it's not genuine. There's no authenticity behind it. And it's tough because it's blood. I don't have, nor do I, I I mean, I do not have the energy within me to tell. And, you know, sometimes like, you know, people will say, hey, well, let's just hash it out and let's talk it out. There is no talking to these people. There's none. And arguing, it just lowers my vibration. It makes me start to, to question my self-worth. It makes me feel like my, my inner peace was just stomped all over. It makes me feel violated. And I become very guarded. And since this journey, I have turned into a very guarded person. I never understood how it happened or why. Well, I mean, obviously, the why is pretty obvious. But I've noticed that I have changed in ways that could be disappointing to myself. It's hard for me to trust people. And I notice that I'm more in tuned with people's energy 
with their body language, with not just what they say, but how they're saying it. And I'm reading behind what they're saying. And I'm slowly starting to understand why people are the way that they are. Now, if you're an empath, I know you're totally understanding what I'm saying right now. But if you haven't really reached this level quite yet, don't worry. You'll get there. If you allow yourself to, you will. But first things first, you have to understand that everything that's going on is not your fault. Like if you're living your life and you're minding your own business and you're trying to just, you know, maintain your inner peace and you know you're not provoking anybody, it's not your fault. You living your life and being happy and you're not hurting anyone, don't worry. Don't question what you did wrong. There's a few insights that I picked up today as, you know, uh, like I said, I keep, you know, jumping back and forth. Um, You guys will have to excuse me because, again, my inner peace was disturbed today and it completely just wrecked my headspace, you know, for this day. That was tough, but, you know... I mean, it didn't help either that it was 106 degrees here in Riverside County. So it's like my boys and I ended up staying in. I had plans, but we ended up that, you know, flew out the window because it was so hot. But there was a conversation that occurred today that honestly, it, it blew my mind. And I was just, you know, I ended up going and having an anxiety attack, which I have not had one in months now. Because I've been able to control that. And my boys witnessed me having an anxiety attack. And they were not happy with what happened. Actually, what caused the anxiety attack was because I saw how uneasy my boys were as well. I, you know, I mean, it basically solidified what I questioned throughout all these years growing up. This person makes other people feel very uneasy. This person is just, you know, their, their MO is just, I, I, I can't, I don't want to say. But they were very uneasy. They did not want to, you know, they didn't want to deal with a person, this person today, you know, um, They love this person, but the thing is, this person does not make things easy for them. This person makes them feel like shit. This person knows that, you know, they know that this person makes their mom feel like shit. They don't like that. You know, and now it's like the fingers are being pointed at them. That's what they're feeling. So knowing that now my children are being affected by it, as a mom, what do I do? I'm not going to fold, but yes, I had an anxiety attack. I needed a good 10 minutes to calm down and I actually had to take a nap twice today because it drained me out so bad. 
But something was telling me that I needed to shy away, and I did. I mean, of course, I got an atomic bomb blew, blew up in my face. But, you know, I have to protect my inner peace. I love this person. I don't love them any less. However, I have to keep my boundaries. You know, before I would be like, oh my God, she's upset with me. You know, everybody gets upset. You can't prevent anybody from getting upset. And, you know, even for myself, there are certain things that I would catch myself getting upset. I would get upset over little things. But now it's like I'm learning how to control those emotions. Like, for example, if my boyfriend cannot make it or if, um, for example, we decide, you know, plans change all the time. If plans change, he doesn't get upset. I don't get upset. We ride with it. Okay. Maybe we can do something else on another day. It's not a big deal. That's why there's respect there. And that's how it should be, not just in an intimate relationship, but that's how it should be with friendship. That's how it should be with, you know, with relatives. I mean, of course, there's a fine line between, you know, not taking accountability and just kind of, um, you know, shitting on people's you know, uh, just not being respectful or mindful of others. But, you know, I mean, if it's one of those things where things just happen, you know, just, it's not a big deal. But if it happens all the damn time, then yes, that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you guys get what I'm saying here. Please don't twist it around. But these days for me, ha- it's been pretty steady. As far as the, you know, the frequency of the vibration, sometimes it goes down. Sometimes it's, it's never been like a real high, um, not yet at least, but I'm really trying to be patient. And as I know, the spirit guides are with me and, you know, um, I always pray to God as well, you know, and I, I know that I'm being looked after. I know that I'm being looked after. I always pray. And even when this incident occurred, I, I prayed, I prayed for an understanding and I prayed for inner peace. I paid, I prayed for a peace of mind. You know, um, I was trying to explain the situation to my boyfriend, um, as far as like narcissistic abuse, I was telling him, you know, as far as like depression goes, cause I have accepted that I do have depression. Um, you know, I believe at this point I, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I do have, it's clinical. Um, I do refuse to take meds. So it's like, I really try to, you know, help myself out by meditation, by really trying to, again, navigate through my thoughts, you know, um, staying grounded. So I was explaining to him, for somebody like me, It's not easy to stay level-headed. For somebody like me, I have to actually, you know, fight really hard in order to um, keep a steady, you know, mental vibration. Uh, For example, if I am 
in a good place and let's say for example somebody comes in and decides to invade that inner space picture yourself being picked up by a hawk and they're taking you into a deserted place and you're like dang it I was finally in a good place and then you got to find your way back well you know metaphorically speaking whenever I see that happening if I'm having a conversation with somebody what I like to do is I mentally it's like Hansel and Gretel I put the bread crumbs I sprinkle bread crumbs and I try my best to find my way back by following those breadcrumbs. What are those breadcrumbs? The breadcrumbs are basically signs and things to be grateful for. I remember all of my achievements. I remember who I am. I remember, you know, um, what my plan was for that day. I look around and I remember all of the things that I've achieved you know, to get where I'm at. That's the breadcrumbs. That's how you stay sane. You know, a lot of people will just say, well, just get over it. You know, I mean, they said something to you and this, this, and that. When you're dealing with an arc, it's not that easy. It's easier said than done. But you guys, I hope that this is helpful to you. If you ever find yourself in that dark situation where it's like, you know, something or somebody is bringing you to a dark place, look, start dropping off breadcrumbs. And also the reason why it's so important to practice and exercise gratitude on a daily basis is for times like this. You always have to prepare yourself for what's to come the next day. You never know what's going to happen. I'll be honest with you guys. Today, my plan was insane okay like let me explain you guys might think that you guys already know I'm kind of weird with my cleaning and my organization it's what keeps me happy it's my thing (laughs) so last night I for some reason I don't know what it is but something told me to put up my cameras because I had cameras when I was living in my old place and when I moved into this new place I kind of felt like I was limited space in my new apartment and I was like okay where am I gonna put you know the the monitors and all of this other stuff and xyz well you know things started to come together I ended up getting myself a drill like a month ago and you know I mean that thing to me is like that thing is awesome I love that thing seriously I totally love my drill so then you know, uh, my neighbor had mentioned that they were going out of town and I was, you know, they, they wanted me to like just kind of keep an eye out and stuff just in case. So it's like that kind of flagged me to, I'm like, you know, maybe I should put my cameras up. So long story short, I was very excited. I put my cameras up and um, I was thinking maybe I should buy a TV. Well, you know what? I realized that I actually have some old monitors that are just in my closet And as a matter of fact, I was going to contact my IT department at work to send me a box so I can go ahead and just send it over. But instead of me buying a TV, I realized, you know what, maybe I should 
use that monitor. I wonder if it'll work. So I test, you know, a lot of you guys that are IT savvy will probably say, well, duh, you know, um, but actually I didn't know these things. There's things that I'm learning, you know, um, very, <laughs> very, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to this stuff. Okay, guys. So, you know, I took my work monitor, I tested the cameras out and I'm like, wow, it works on a computer monitor. And so you know, I had to learn about cables and all this other stuff. It took me a minute, but, you know, I, I got it done. And then the crazy thing about it was, you know, um, I had to rearrange furniture and things around in, on top of my furniture, decorations, plants, and all this other things. And because I did not want my place to look cluttered. That's my thing. I don't want it to look cluttered, but you know what I mean? It's like you've got to work with the space and the resources that you have. So truly... You know, with all that being said, it's being resourceful with the things that you already have. And I was so happy about that. I was proud of myself because it wasn't just like I had, I hired somebody to, you know, install the cameras and, you know, and put together the monitors. I did all of this on my own. So you appreciate it. I was so happy, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. I leveled up mentally, but, but you know, I was so excited about it. And then I wanted to sleep. This is how I spend my Friday nights. I'm so boring. I wanted to sleep, but I ended up just cleaning up my entire room because I have had trouble sleeping. I don't know why, maybe because the universe was trying to warn me that this moment was going to come and sometimes I get these spurts of energy to clean, like, you know, like I'm pregnant and I'm nesting or something. But, you know, usually this stuff happens when things are about to happen, when bullshit is about to go down. So, you know, um, then this morning I woke up, it was around nine o'clock, it was hot and I was in a good mood, you know, um, actually... My boys were playing video games and I had plans on taking them out later. Well, you know, I mean, I thought it was going to be a good day. I was so excited. I was excited to clean. I know how crazy that sounds. I was excited to clean. I organized everything on the bottom of my sink and I was going to go to the store and go get some... I was going to go get some containers. Sorry about that. My little one just gave me a hug. And um, I decided that I was going to also go to the grocery store to go get groceries. And then that's when I got that call and that basically everything kind of went to hell. And it took me a good few hours to get out of that rut. So we never know when these things are going to happen, my friends. Like you can be, like I mentioned, Friday night, I was, you know, actually very happy. I was probably in my highest vibration. And then this morning, you know, same. And then all of a sudden, bam, I was not expecting this, but here you go. It happened, you know, but just because you go through these things, my friends, it doesn't mean that you can't get out of it. 
as I mentioned in my previous episodes, don't park there. Don't stay in that, like, you know, in that red zone where you're going to be depressed. You know, keep yourself happy. Find things to make yourself happy. So it's like, look, I took a nap. I took a nap and I decided not to go out anymore because it was extremely hot. And um, actually, this is how great I was feeling before I left my house and before I got that ridiculous phone call. I even put together... I had chicken in my crock pot because I was about to go and make some enchiladas. And when this all went down, I didn't have the desire to make it anymore. But you know what? I was looking at my kids and I said, you know what? I want to make you guys these enchiladas. So I got up, made them. We enjoyed our dinner. Um, You know, of course... You know, I had my moments again where I would break down and then it's like I was so completely drained out today that I ended up taking a second nap. And then after that, I was like, okay, well, what do we do? Like I saw my kids were just playing video games. They were also upset about what happened. So I could tell that they were trying to, you know, stay positive, but you know, it was hot. Everybody was irritable with each other. So here's the deal. As tired or as irritated and as drained as I felt, I pushed myself to cook dinner. I pushed myself to clean up. I pushed myself to, you know, um, just enjoy everything. And, you know, as I was doing this, I, you know, I... I took a moment to look at my boys. I took a moment to look at the two dogs that we have. And, you know, the boys were cute. They put together, like, the dog's playpen and stuff. They said, it's not movie night, it's family night. So the dogs, they said, do not sleep in their crates. They're going to sleep in their little playpens. And, you know, we bought them this big, huge, comfortable bed. And those are the things that make me happy. That's a huge breadcrumb that I could take apart the next time this happens. So with that being said, my friends, I'm going to cut this short in just a moment because I am actually excited to have family night with my boys and my two dogs. You know, we're going to watch a movie. We're going to have snacks. I'm on a diet, but the hell with it. I'm just going to go ahead and enjoy. And you guys do the same. If you guys ever feel down, just remember the breadcrumbs. Just remember you can always get back from any type of depression. So I'll leave you guys with that. You know, I hope to hear from you. I hope to record again soon. And, um, you know, remember to be kind to yourself. And we'll get through this together. Thanks again for listening.